Hey, stand with me today. Stretch a little bit. Wake up. Today is not one of those days where you get to be sad and silent. We got to be like not the, the opposite of the frozen chosen today. We have like blood in our veins, a smile on our face. If we don't, go ahead and smile and get that out of the way. Okay? We're going to say our prayer for 2019. We're going to kick this off. You ready? Let's pray. Awesome God, give us eyes to see. Give us ears to hear. Give us heart to receive all of the good things that you have already prepared and provided for us. Amen. Have a seat. Have a seat. Have a seat. Y'all ready? Okay. It has been such a such a fun month, and and, and focusing on you know generosity uh, leading into the ho- to the holidays, and um, uh, this was a new tradition, and uh, I, I I really feel like it was a God thing for for the season that we're in as we are growing every single week. I, I look out, and every single week the conversations are how do we how do we expand this area? What do we do better here? Um, how how do we how do we uh, streamline things here because we're we're struggling with lines and we're struggling with it, it, it's a it's a we have a lot of good problems. We have a lot of great problems at Venture. When you're growing, problems happen, and I'm not like negative, like good thing, good problems happen. Like we don't have enough chairs, we don't have enough space, and that's an exciting thing that God is growing and advancing us corporately but what october has been about is god growing and advancing you as an individual and you as a family so let's talk about that traditional thinking says that to grow me to grow me i need to focus on me i need to get me healthy i need to get me successful i need to get me established traditional thinking says i need me some me to grow me But if you've been around me long enough, you know that I'm not a traditional thinker. This is not your typical church. And so we're going to challenge traditional thinking a little bit. Why? Because if as a people who attend this church, and this might be your first Sunday, you're like, I only came once. I wouldn't say I attend, but you're here, okay? And we live life together, and we walk side by side together. If if we as a people want to grow and advance in ways that we've never grown in advance before, then we have to be oh, willing to do things that we have never done before. If we as a people want to declare and demonstrate his gospel in ways like we've never done before, we have to be willing to do things that we've never done before. And I believe this firmly in prayer this week as it was preparing. The one thing I wrote just in the margins of a journal was your final growth and advancement in 2019 is tied up in how you grow and advance others. At the time, I thought that was just for me. But in preparation for this message, I realized this was a corporate message that needed to be shared. Your final growth and advancement in 2019 is tied up in how you grow and advance others. All right, I'm going to share an incredible story this morning from Mark 2. With you, let's dive in. Well, I can't decide which hand I am. Are y'all awake? Okay, four of you. Good stuff. Mark two. Mark two. 
And when he returned to Capernaum after some days, he is Jesus, it was reported that he was at home. And many were gathered together so that there was no room, not even at the door. And he was preaching the word to them. And they came bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. And when they could not get near him because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And when they had made an opening, they let down the bed on which the paralytic lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven. Now, some of the scribes were sitting there questioning in their hearts. Why does this man speak like that? He is blaspheming. They're saying he's saying something he is not worthy to say. Okay. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And immediately Jesus, perceiving in his spirit that they thus questioned within themselves, said to them, why do you question these things in your hearts? Which is it easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, rise, take up your bed, and walk? But that you may know that the Son of God has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, rise. Pick up your bed and go home. And he rose and immediately picked up his bed and went out before them. So that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We never saw anything like this. We ain't never seen this before. I wonder how many moments of your life have you been able to look back at and say, I have never seen anything like this before. How many moments in your life have you been a part of where you can look back and say, God moved in such a way I'd, I'd, I'd never seen anything like it. I'd never experienced that before. And there's a lot of messages that can be taught on this story, and, and I've read this story uh, many times. I remember, you know, doing doing projects and, and being taught this story in Sunday school growing up. But when I was reading this story this time, I, I saw something new that I'd never really seen before. I began to break it down in a different way. And I saw three types of people in this story. You have faith people, people there to maybe hear Jesus with the right heart, the people, I, the people who came and, and lowered the man down. Jesus himself, you saw faith people, you saw fractured people, you saw literally a, a, a paralytic, something was not right in him. And then everyone there was, was seeking something. So they had different types of fractured. And then you see my favorite category of people, fussy people. People sitting in the corner just being fussy. When I'm dealing with a fussy person or when I'm a fussy person, which sometimes I have to deal with myself, I deal with myself harshly, I often ask, like, why are you even here? Curtis, what's your problem? If you're just going to be here and be fussy, why are you here? And when I'm reading that story, I think, if they were going to come and gripe, why'd they even show up? Why'd they even show up? Well, because a fussy person is just a, a fractured person 
who's vocal. There you go. A fussy person is just a fractured person with a loud mouth. And the truth is, every one of us, inside of us, has a faith person, has a fractured person, and has a fussy person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this story, to me, is about that. It's about that faith, that fractured, and that fussy. And it's about growth and advancement in the midst of all of it. And in this month of Advance 2019, I want to close by sharing with you what I believe is the key to growing yourself. And here's what's true. When you grow, when you grow, everyone in your circle of influence grows. When you grow, everyone in your circle of influence benefits by, from and by your growth. And when you grow, everyone in your circle of influence sees the gospel. BCC exists to declare and demonstrate his gospel. You can do that without ever opening your mouth. People can see that declaration. They can see that demonstration. And the key to the potential growth for the remainder of 2019, I believe, is others. Others. How we love and how we focus on others. The fastest growing people I know are people who are quick to grow other people. I was uh, at work this week, and I got a text from a friend. Uh, my, my friend was, is in, um, lives in Texas, and, and, and she works for a technology company, and um, she was uh, traveling for a, for a business meeting, and she was in Boston, Massachusetts this week, and she was sitting at the table with the CEO, CTO, CFO, all of the C-level upper management of this company, and uh, she texted me. She goes, I don't know how I ever got to this table. And all they were talking about was 2020 and what 2020 holds and the millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars that they're going to make and, and how the sales are going to quadruple. And, and she's like, I don't even know how I got here. And I laughed because I, I texted her back and said, I know exactly how you got at that table. I know exactly how you got there. It's because whenever you move to Graham, and you worked two jobs and volunteered to found Avenue Student Ministry, you chose others over yourself. And so while you were growing in that process, you were growing others to the point where you're finally starting to see the prosperity that was promised at that time. And you're just in the midst of that process. And even though she's not in Graham any, anymore, she has never stopped giving the best of herself to people. She's not a pastor. She's not a missionary. She's in the business world. She, she, she was at that meeting. She laughed. She said, I'm in a blazer right now. Like, you know, like a suit jacket. I've never seen that girl in a jacket in her life. She's like basketball shorts, shouting at the TV screen when A&M's playing. But she said, I'm in a blazer right now. She's like, new level, moving on up, right? And she said, I don't know how I got on this table. She got to that table. She got to that spot because she never stopped giving her best to people. And I think some of you today need to decide to find someone to pour your heart and life into. And listen, when you focus on others, you get a front row seat just like these men did as they were lowering their friend down to the miraculous 
to seeing God work things out in just simple life change. As I read this story, I can't help but think that there were a lot of people in this man, this paralytic's life, who could have done what these four men chose to do. But they chose to do it. When you're reading the story, and I was putting a little bit of emphasis, I don't know if you heard it, on the words, they. They did this. They chose to. And it says, and Jesus saw their faith. They did it. And that tells me this, that some miracles are just waiting on you. I'm going to try that over here because they didn't hear it. Okay. Some miracles are just waiting on you. Some miracles are just wait. That's good. That's like hashtagable. Write that down. If you forget everything else, remember this. Some miracles are waiting for you. So today, today, I'm not going to speak to the fussy you. I'm not going to speak to the fractured you. I'm speaking to the faith you. And what happens is the more that your faith continues to grow and advance, the greater a work Jesus can do on the fussy and fractured you till the fussy and the fractured you is, is no longer existent. So I'm going to speak to you, maybe not to who you are presently, but more to your potential today. Because I've been fussy, I've been fractured, and I've been faithful. And trust me, guys, faith life is better. It's better. It's better to be faithful. So how do you grow and advance yourself while growing and advancing others? Let's look at Hebrews 10.24. This is why we did the month of advancement. It's this. And let us consider how we can spur one another on toward love and good deeds. How can we as a church spur each other on? Like say, let's get out there. Let's go. Let's go do some good. Okay? How can we do that? Let's let's stay in that. Let us consider that. And then in Matthew 5, 16, we read this. This is Jesus saying, in the same way, let your light shine before others. What you're doing, your life in him, that faith person, let that faith person shine out before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Listen, we ought to be doing good things this month because we've been really hand-selected and hand-given opportunities to do good things with the red box thing, the backpack buddies thing, the Operation Christmas Child thing. But Listen, those things are all good and all great, but these things are just to spur you on. They're just to get you started. If there's anything like this, this, this part of the year starts to kind of lull out. We start to kind of get like, oh, daylight savings time is about to happen. When is Thanksgiving break? So on and so forth. We got to keep pushing. This is not the time to take a vacation. This is the time to move forward. So these things were to get you started toward more generosity, but even more to get you started into more growth and advance and, and, and advance and advancement, goodness, to start investing in others while your church invests in you. That was the point of the whole thing. One hand up, going higher and higher, and one hand down, bringing somebody up with you constantly. So this is a handoff moment today. This is a moment where, where we're going to say, as a church, listen, 
take what we've given you and live your life every day this way. Because what's going to happen is when you take this handoff and you choose, I'm going to finish this race. I'm going to run this hard. I'm going to be generous. I'm going to grow in advance every day. What's going to happen is others are going to need to get involved because God has a bigger thing than you can ever imagine. Others are going to need to get involved. But more than that, others are going to want to get involved in your life because not only is it bigger than you thought it was going to be, but it's better than you thought it was going to be. And suddenly, your life that seemed to be lulling in October is, is skyrocketing in November and December. And the only reason it could be why is Jesus. Okay? So how do you take what you're learning and doing and build on it? Here it is. How do you grow in advance while growing and advancing others? It's going to require some supernatural help. I say some because it's kind of a joke. It's going to take all supernatural help. But like I said, I'm talking to some faith people, right? If you're a faith person, raise your hand. Good. Everybody's a faith person. Awesome. So I'm talking to faith people. I'm not talking to fussy people. I'm not talking to, I'm talking to full faith people, okay? So you're going to need some supernatural stuff going on. You're going to need supernatural help because this is a call to look more like him for the remainder of this year and for the rest of your life. Okay. Why look more like him? Why look more like Jesus? Because if we're going to grow and advance people, there's no better example than Jesus. No one has ever, 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 ever grown and advanced more people than Jesus. He's the best example. So, what do we have of Jesus on this earth? When Jesus was leaving, he said, listen, I'm sending you a helper. And that helper today we refer to as the Holy Spirit. And several months ago, several, several months ago, maybe in the spring of this year, I don't really remember, we talked a lot about the Holy Spirit. We talked about some things called the fruits of the Spirit. And so if you are to look like Jesus, and he is the best example then you need his helper with you. And his helper is going to guide you in life, right? So how do you grow in advance while growing and advancing others? One, you live a life of love. God loves you. 1 John 4.11, God loves you. And he loves you, so you go love others, Okay? How do you grow in advance while growing and advancing others? You love. You live a life of love, too. You live a life of joy. God tells you in Philippians 4.4, live a life of joy. Be joyful in him and bring joy to others. Well, I'm not real happy right now. Well, that's because you're trying to find joy in yourself. Philippians 4.4 literally says, find joy in him. Three, how do you do it? You live a life of peace. God gives you his peace so that you can make peace with others. John 14, 27 says, my peace I give to you. It's not like the world's peace. It's a different kind of peace. It's a supernatural peace. And then Matthew 5, 9 said, blessed are the peacemakers. So you take that peace and you bring peace to the world. Four, you live a life of patience. God is patient with you. Ephesians 3, 20 says, how does he do these great works in our lives? He works gently and deeply, slowly with us, okay? So that you can show patience with others. Five, you live a life of kindness. 
God encourages you in Philippians 2, 3, 3, 4 to treat others as more than yourself. I'm going to pause on kindness because kindness is not just being nice in this context. Kindness is literally saying you are so much more important than I am, that I'm going to elevate you in my life to make you better. And in that process, God does something supernatural in your life to grow and advance you as well. You live a life of kindness. Six, you live a life of goodness. You can't do, you cannot be good on your own. There is no one good, but God calls you to goodness. That's wild. You can't be good, but he says, be good. Well, God calls you to goodness so others will learn of its source. Your goodness is not found in you, but in him and his righteousness. Seven, you live a life of faithfulness. God is faithful to you, so you are to be faithful to others. James 5.12, literally talking about relationships between people. and says, let your yes be yes. Let your no be no. Be faithful. When you say it, do it. Follow through. Eight, you live a life of gentleness. God knows the best in you. This is where we hiccup a lot when we're trying to grow people. We look at people and say, I see the worst in you. God looks at them and says, I see the best in you. When God looks at me, I'm glad he sees the best parts of me. You should be glad that when he looks at you, he sees the best parts of you. God knows the best in you. So you can build up others. Ephesians 4.29 says, let us build one another up. Nine, you live a life of self-control. Have the worship team make their way back up, please. God lived a life of self-control so that we can be an example of others. Hebrews 4.15 tells us that there wasn't, it's not like we're serving a God who doesn't know what we're going through on a daily basis, but that he was tempted in every single way. Hebrews 4.15, God lived a life of self-control so that we can be an example to others. In this world, there is nothing more attractive than a person or a family of growth and advancement. And advancement. Nothing. People look at growth and advancement and say, I want to be a part of what they're doing. I, w- I want to see what's going on. And there's nothing more pronounced than a person of self-control. Nothing more tremendous than a person of gentleman, gentleness. Nothing more considerable than a person of faithfulness and nothing more immense than a person of goodness. Nothing is more inviting than a person of kindness. Nothing is more winsome than a person of patience. And nothing is more pleasing than a person of peace. Nothing is more pleasant than a person of joy. And nothing is more significant than a person of love. Ephesians 5.2 says it this way. Live a life filled with love following the example of Christ. If the greatest example, the greatest person in history to follow in growth and advancement is Christ, then we have to look at how he did it. He did it by love. A life 
filled with love, following the example of Christ. His example was this, love. But what if you love? But what if they did this? You love. But what if they say this? You love. But what if they look like this? You love. What if their lifestyle is this? You love. It's simple. Don't make it hard to grow in advance. It's not hard. You just follow his example. Stand with me real quick. In a conversation this morning, it was said, as we were noting my message, that God, you have to choose him either as Lord, liar, or lunatic. Because he is either God, because he says he is God, he is either a liar because of the things he said, or he is crazy. He is Lord. And he sets a great example to follow. And all of this was about beginning to look a little more like him. And what he looks like is love. I want to pray with you as we close out this series today. And I want to give you the opportunity just to worship one more time. Before you walk out the doors, before you take a handoff, before you go out there and start being more like Jesus, let's focus on him a little bit more today. I want to pray with you. Let's pray. Father, show us your love. God, as we close out today, God, show us your love even more. As we strive to follow your example, show us love. Show us love. Show us love. Let us, let, let us experience your love like we have never experienced it before. Let us walk away from this place saying, wow, I've never seen anything like that kind of love before. Let us take it and give it to the world. God, we thank you. We praise you. Amen. Guys, let's worship. Let's lift our voices today. Lead us, team.